Let's turn our Bibles tonight to the book of 1 Peter. We'll be in 1 Peter chapter number 1. 1 Peter chapter number 1. And for our text this evening, I'm going to read one verse of Scripture. Uh, towards the end of the message, I'll refer to two other, uh, a couple other verses of, uh, toward the end of the message. I'll refer to uh, a couple other uh, verses right here in 1 Peter. Uh, we'll look at 1 Peter chapter number 1. And I want to be very practical this evening. And I want to bring a study that I think will be a help to us. If it's not a help to you tonight, uh, you're not going through uh, something that is applicable to write what we're talking about this evening. This is one of those Bible studies, as was really all Bible studies. You need to file it away because the day will come when you will need it. Uh, there are some things that are going to apply to everybody uh, because uh, that nobody is, is not unique to just one individual. Now, while God has unique plans for us, uh, it's like we all needed the same salvation. We all need the same book. We all need the same church. And so uh, I want you to pay close attention to me this evening, and I'll look forward to uh, seeing what the Word of God has for us tonight. 1 Peter chapter number 1, I'll read one verse for our text, verse number 7. That the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold, that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Now, I want you to notice that the trial of your faith. It's interesting as we watch others go through trials, we watch the faith of others be tried, we need to be reminded that the time is going to come, if we haven't experienced, if we haven't not experienced it now, the time will come when your faith will be tried. The trial of your faith. But we should not be discouraged by the fact that it is going to come, everybody's faith is going to be tried. Uh, we should be encouraged because God has given us what we should do and some things to remember when that takes place. Again, I want to be very practical this evening, and I want to teach on this subject. When your faith is tested, when your faith is tested, let's ask the Lord to help us. Father, I thank you once again for your book. Uh, I don't know where I would be without the Word of God. The truth of the matter is, uh, we would have no hope tonight without your Word. How many times we've been, fa we've been faced with questions, and the only place we could find an answer was in this book. Uh, Father, how many times have we been encouraged by just reading in this book, how many times have uh, our fears subsided because we have looked into this book. Father, I pray that the Word of God be real once again this evening. May the Spirit of God help us tonight. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Trials are something that Christians are aware of, but they're something that uh, we don't like to think of. Uh, truth of the matter is, everyone will have trials. Uh, tonight, if you have a trial, you are not the only one in this world that is going through a trial, as, as we would say. We have trials because everyone has trials because everyone will have their faith tested. It is just part of life. It is part of the Christian life. And tonight, in verse number 7, we're going to take some time to be reminded by the Lord of what the purpose of a trial is, what the process is of a trial? What, what work does a trial do? And I think that we'll be helped this evening, and I th think that we'll be encouraged this evening. And the truth of the matter is, when we think of the trials of life, I, I want to remind us that 
uh, there are some things we go through just because we're living. And we have that, you hear that saying, well, that's life. A lot of it that we say, well, I'm just going through a trial. No, you're not going through a trial. That's just life. Well, I'm going through a trial. I just, no, that's just a mother-in-law. You're not going through a trial. That's the way that works. Well, I'm just going through a trial. A lot of times we blame or we say, I'm just, it's just life. Life has challenges. Life is difficult. But the Bible tells us, and if you've lived any length of time at a Christian, you become very, very aware that there are things that Christians endure because God allows them because he's going to do a purpose. He's going to do a work And that is the way that he does that work. God is a good God. He is good to us beyond measure. If he gave us salvation and never did another thing for us, he would be worthy of all the praise and all the honor for all of eternity. But the truth of the matter is, he is far better to us than just saving us. He blesses us. He would do things in our life, and we don't always think of it this way. He would allow things to come into our life to enable us to become more like His Son. We like the blessings of God, but make no mistake about it, and we know this to be true. There are some things God cannot do the greater work just by blessing us. Let's be honest. We get complacent, don't we? We think because God blesses us, He's always going to bless us. America, there have been a lot of churches that's been their demise in our own life. But nothing, nothing does a work like adversity does. I think of Job. Job's an obvious example of God doing a great work. And I preached on this recently, so I'll not re-preach it again, but to use it as an example. Job was already, according to Scripture, he was already the most righteous man. He was already the best man that lived on the planet. But God still had to do a work in him to make him a better man than he was before. If that's true of Job, that's true of all of us. We are going to have those trials. Now, make no mistake about it. Life can be difficult, and life has challenges. And let's just be honest. Compared to the rest of the world, we've got it pretty good. I know we're complaining about a lot of things that are taking place in our nation, and rightfully so, but we've still got it better than than everywhere else in the world. There's a reason why they're coming to America. You know, they're, they're not crossing the border going south. It's coming north. There's a reason for that. We don't have it as... But life can be difficult. But as a child of God, how many of you are saved tonight? See, do you realize that everybody who is saved tonight, everybody who raised your hand, your goal should be to be more like Christ? Your goal in this life ought to be, I want to be as much like my Savior as I possibly can. That is a far cry from trying to fit it in this world, isn't it? Because Jesus didn't fit into this world when he came the first time, and if we are going to follow him, we don't fit into this world. And there's too many Christians, by the way, who are, who are trying to pattern the world when they ought to be patterning Christ. 
That should be our goal. Did you know that God wants you and I to be more like His Son? He wants us to glorify Him in our effort to be like His Son. Now, truth of the matter is, if you study that book and you just are honest about life, there are some things in life you and I cannot overcome without the help of God. There are some things that gets, our flesh gets so entangled in that except the Holy Spirit enable us and empower us, we'll never get victory over. There are some people that you and I do not have the capability of forgiving except by the Spirit of God. There are some things in life you and I never will have the ability to face except by the Spirit of God. Likewise, we do not have the capability in our flesh to do some work in our life to help us be more like Christ except God send a trial to test our faith. Let me give you the outline tonight, very simple outline. Number one, the trial of your faith is actually a test of your faith. Sometimes when we endure a trial, sometimes those trials are, we go to the doctor's office and we realize that our health is never going to be the same. Sometimes our trial is God's will is not what we thought it was going to be, and we can insert a whole lot of things into that. Sometimes a trial can be, and I think 1 Peter speaks a lot of persecution that takes place. But God allows trials, and they're not just, oh, this is some kind of rite of passage that as a Christian I have to go through. Our God is not a cruel God. He is better to us than we deserve. He is not going to put us through some hardship. Well, you're saved. You're going to go to heaven. Well, you do, when do you want your trial and how do you want it? No, that trial is actually a test. There is a reason that he allows trials to enter into our life. Truth of the matter is, God designs certain trials for us because it's a test of our faith. The truth of the matter is, sometimes God allows the actions and events of others. He will use them in our life. They will become a trial so that our faith can be tested. When when Peter was martyred, his faith was tested. The other apostles, when they were persecuted, their faith was tested. It is easy to stand up on Pentecost and say, there's a risen Savior, and I stand as a follower of Christ. It is a different thing when they say, I'm going to take your life. I'm going to throw you in prison. So God uses the actions of others. But make no mistake about it, the trial of your faith that is mentioned in verse number 7 is actually a test of your faith. It's football season, and we're in a football part of the world. If you're new to this area, you may or may not have noticed that. Although in Jacksonville right now, there's not a lot of positive things going on when it comes to football. It's easy on Sunday morning to talk about the games on Saturday and say, listen, man, if I was quarterback, that's what I'd have done. Or on Monday morning, there's a, I mean, if, I, if, if it was me, this is what I would have done. 
It's easy to say, I'm going to do A, B, and C, or this is the way it's going to be. Okay, here's a say we've all heard. Put your money where your mouth is. Or when I was growing up, put up or shut up. It's easy to say, I'll follow Christ anywhere. God says, I'm going to test that. Because I really want your heart revealed to see if you will choose me over everything. I've got to warn you, Christian, and many of you could testify this, that when you come down to an altar like this one and you surrender your life to him, that's going to be tested. It's not a coincidence that the moment you surrender or shortly after you surrender your life, the dream job comes about that takes you to another part of the world where there is no good church. It's not a coincidence that when you surrendered your life, young man, young lady, when you were a, when you're a child or a teenager, that now when you get a little bit older, it's not a coincidence that certain opportunities come your way and we sound like Jonah. Well, there's a boat. No, God is testing to see if we really mean what we say. But there are some times when we as a Christian, God wants to know if we'll still go to church when we don't feel good. If we'll still praise His name when we don't understand why He's allowing certain circumstances in our life. He will put things in our life to test and reveal our heart. The trial is a test. The question this evening, are you going to pass your test? He wants to prove us. He wants to prove us. Number two, we see in verse number seven that the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire. Now read that, tried with fire, and that does not sound like a Sunday afternoon picnic. That does not sound like it is pleasant. doesn't sound like it's fun. The reason is because it's not. Because the trial has a purpose. And number two, the trial of your faith is a trial by fire. This is obvious tonight, but I want, to make, want us to make no mistake about it. Trials are not pleasant. They are not fun. We endure trials. That's what the scripture says. We try to outlast trials. Sometimes trials, we think they're going to last forever, but trials are only seasonal. Eventually, the trial is going to pass. Well, Pastor, they they told me I'd be dealing with this the rest of my life. Maybe or maybe not, because God can do whatever He wants to do. But the Bible does talk about how light of affliction this is in comparison to eternal glory. I want to remind all of us that we say if somebody lived to be 90 years old, boy, they sure had a long life. It is but a moment compared to eternity. This is a moment on this side of eternity compared to forever. 
Uh, we, are, we are reminded of that. This trial of your faith is a trial by fire. It has been said that faith is not known by what it is, known by what it is until it has been tested by suffering. Suffering reveals a lot when it comes to our faith. Trial by fire. There's suffering involved. When I was a young man, I was in Bible college, I used to hear Dr. House say all the time that suffering is the key to so many things in the Christian life. And the, old, the longer I live and the more I'm in the ministry and deal with people, I realize that that is true. Because really, you and I, we don't know if we're never going to quit until we suffer. We don't know if we'll drag ourselves to church when the doors are open until we're suffering. We really don't know if we would stand no matter the cost unless the suffering comes. It is a revelation. We all have that measure of faith. We all have faith, the trial of our faith. There's some things that we believe about our God, believe about this book, believe that our salvation does for us, believe that our faith will strengthen us to do. <clears throat> but until it is tested by fire... Until that trial comes, until we bear that burden, we really don't know how strong our faith is. We really don't know what our faith is. Suffering is the crucible responsible for being greatly used in a greater relationship with God. Let's be honest tonight. When... You go from perfect health to losing your health and you ache and suffer from that. You pray more, don't you? You're more aware of God in your life, aren't you? Even when we're going through the good times, we even stop saying, praise the Lord, thank you, Lord. But let's be honest, we're just bouncing around, enjoying the blessings of God. And even when we're going through a trial, we have the blessings of God. I don't, want, I don't want to misstate that or be misunderstood on that, but you know what I'm, I mean tonight. But the trial of your faith is a trial by fire. So don't think it's just, I'm just, well, that's, that's normal. And, I, and I, I put that in this evening because it's kind of obvious. Nobody looks surprised. Wow, pastor is so deep in the word tonight. No, you don't look surprised. But I want to put that in because... So much of when I meet with different Christians and church members about their circumstance, when, when, when the conversation is over, so many times I look at them, and this is what I say to them, you're doing better than you think you're doing. Because burdens are, are heavy. Trials are difficult. But you're doing better than you think you are. Sometimes I think we as Christians, we're surprised. We read their trial by fire. We're like, man, this is, this is horrible. This is difficult. It's the testing of your very faith. It's when, it's when you, it's like, I never, I've never, my, my Christian life, I've never wanted to quit. You hadn't been tried by fire. 
And I don't mean, you, know, you hear some, of the, some great Christians, well, I turned in my reservation, re, uh, resignation four times. Well, I never did that. Well, Jeremiah did. He got tired of the dungeon. He got tired of the mockery. And I'm not saying you should quit, but when you deal with something that tries you so severely that it tests your faith, it's a natural thing to, it's, it questions your faith. So that comes the trial of your faith, which is the test, is a trial by fire. Number three, third statement. The trial of your faith, and again, this is not deep, is necessary to purify. Notice verse 7. The trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire. The analogy there is the gold that is put in the fire so that the, the impurities can be removed. That is the only way to take those precious metals, gold specifically being spoken of, has to be tried by fire, put into fire, so that the impurities rise to the top and they can be removed. The same is true in a Christian, and God points out to us in this passage of Scripture that gold is going to perish. It didn't perish in the fire, but it's a, it's a temporal thing. It, it's, it, to us, we treasure it, but, you know, it, it, it's a temporal thing. But our eternal soul, it, it lasts forever. It's, a, it's an eternal thing. And so God allows us to be, go through, allows our faith to be tested. Because if it's never tested... It is not revealed how strong our faith is. God does not get the same glory. So it is that test or that trial is going to be a trial by fire, and that trial of our faith is necessary. So for us to say, anybody out there tonight, for us to say, I want to be more like Christ, know what you're saying. Because there's one way to remo remove impurities it's the only way. It's the way God does it to remove the impurities out of our life. And it's a trial. Test your faith. It's a trial by fire. Do you really mean what you said you, you, you said you meant? Do you really mean that you would serve me no matter what? It tries us. It's, it's for purifications. You know, a lot of men's motives have been tried and purified. I can tell you right now, I think I, I care a whole lot less about what the brethren think than what God thinks. But there was a time in my life when I thought a lot more about what the brethren think. Well, how does, well, why do you do? Well, you got, God's got to remove things. And if it's true of me, I'm looking around the room, then it's going to be true of you too. Well, I don't understand why God would do this, or God would allow this, or God would take that person's health, and God would, they could, they could do so much more if this, this trial had not come. Don't forget, our life is to, to glorify God. He chooses how we glorify Him. And if we're more pure, it is greater glory for Him. And so he allows things to come into our life, those trials that are by fire, to purify us. 
Oh, when you are desperate and you need a miracle of God, you'll give up everything. God, I'm sorry I've been doing this. I'm giving that up. I'm giving it's like it's like these kids they get they get in trouble in a young age and and you and, and you just say, you, you owe me an explanation. And they start confessing things that, that you don't even know they did. You, they start, I'll, I'll do this, and, and I'll, I'll stop doing that, and, and I'll give up this privilege. But we're the same way when we get in that desperate strait before our God, and we, and we start bartering with God, say, God, I'll do this and this and this. God just wants us pure. And sometimes he has those trials that come in our life, and it is a purifying process. There, okay, there are things that Job learned about himself that he did not know about himself. And there was one way they can be revealed to him. God had to put him to the fire. And the same is true of each and every one of us. The day is coming. I don't know that it's coming today. I don't know that it's coming tomorrow. But the church will be persecuted. The church is going to have to decide, and I'm not talking about in another continent, in the dark places of the world, the church is going to have to decide, are we going to stick with that book or face persecution, real persecution? I don't know when that is going to take place, but we all know it's going to take place, and it's more real today than it has ever been in my lifetime. But the church... Making those decisions, it will be pure. Sometimes God puts the church through the fire to remove the impurities. Because he wants the church, it's, it's, it's the bride of Christ. He wants it to be pure. So he allows the impurities to be removed. Number four, the trial of your faith. This one's, okay, first three, very practical, very obvious. You see them there? Number four isn't going to be still practical. And when I give you the scripture, it's going to be pretty obvious. But we might not like it as much. Fourth truth I want us to see tonight is the trial of your faith is to be approached with joy. First Peter chapter number four. Peter writes again and speaks of that trial once again. 1 Peter 4, verse 12. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you for all the reasons we just talked about. He said, don't think it's weird. Don't think it's strange. Don't be shocked by it. As though some strange thing happened unto you, you know how there's some Bible that just is a little bit harder to live than others? I know some of you, you've got it all mastered, so you don't have those difficulties. But for the rest of us, it's, it's that real Christianity. This is part of it, verse 13. But rejoice! So the Bible is telling me that the fiery trial that I have to endure, I'm supposed to be happy about it? I'm supposed to rejoice in it? 
Now, let me draw this distinction, because some of you, you're still half awake tonight. The Bible does not say you have to like it. But the Bible does say that you as a Christian ought to rejoice in it. Okay, Pastor, I'm confused. I'm supposed to rejoice in it, but I don't have to like it. We rejoice in it because inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's suffering, that when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. We ought to rejoice for all the reasons that I've already said, because it is a purifying thing. And those of you, and you know, those of us, and maybe all of us who have gone through a trial, we know the work that it does in our life, the trial can only do. We know the victories. And quite frankly, you come out of a trial a fiery trial, and you're still standing to the, to the glory of God, that gives glory to Him. And when we have those fiery trials, the Bible says rejoice in Him. We rejoice in Him because it does purify us, but it also allows us to fellowship. It says be partakers of Christ's sufferings. You know, Christ... Not only was pure, Christ is purity. But God allows us to go through trials to make us more like His Son. Shouldn't we rejoice about that? We may not like the trial. The trial may take us all the way to the point, as it did Job, where we don't think we're going to survive. But if that's what God requires of us, if that's, let me rephrase it, if that's what we must go through to be more like Jesus, shouldn't we rejoice in that? That God would allow us to become more like His Son. It is something that ought to be the goal of us. And, that's the, and there's some that will hear that and say, well, it ain't worth it for me. Well, God, he's tested your faith. And if he graded it like some of the teachers I had in the past, he'd have his red pen out. Because you're not passing. Because that trial, that test reveals your faith. It's something I watch as, as, as new Christians get into the church and and, and, and new, new, new members come in and they begin to grow and they experience those blessings of God which are very real. That's why you ought to pray for, for new converts and new Christians and new people because right behind that, one, the devil's going to be attacking them the whole time. But eventually, see this is the thing, God cares more about us being a better Christian than we care about us being a better Christian. So God will allow circumstances, if we won't do it ourselves, God will allow circumstances to come into our life that put us through that fire to reveal the impurities so the impurities can be removed. It, it, you watch and you see the trial, you see the things come, and you pray that they'll endure. Now, very quickly, as conc in conclusion tonight, 
When our faith is tested, I've given you the outline tonight to remind us of why our faith is tested. We should approach that testing, that trial, with joy. There's a general question for you. When's the last time you just thank God for what He's done for you? We as a people, and I'm putting all of us in this, we have a praise problem. We don't praise God near enough as we should. I praise Him every day. I know. And, and, and we ought to praise Him every day. But I would think if we're all honest, as, even if we, as much as we praise Him, we should probably praise Him more. But we, when we praise Him, do we praise Him for our trial? Lord, make me more like you. Lord, make me more like you. And the average Christian thinks that's ordering the WWJD t-shirt, bracelet. I'm a follower of Christ. Well, let's, let's put the fire to that. See how long that lasts. See what comes out of that. We have that opportunity to be like him. We're going to rejoice in conclusion. Two, two statements in conclusion. Remember who your faith is in. One thing a trial will remind you of is you ain't got it. Your strength is limited. Your wisdom is limited. If it's just you, you're not getting through it. But remember who your faith is in. My faith is in the Lord Jesus Christ. My faith is in the Almighty God. My faith is not in me. Nor should your faith be in yourself or in any other man. I'm thankful as I'm, I'm constantly reminded of our series on ministry companions and what a help that was to me if nobody else. I'm thankful for my ministry companions and, and we depend on one another in that, that respect. But we shouldn't depend on anybody else but God because God is our sustainer. He's the one that gets us through. If you're going through a trial tonight, remember who your faith is in. I'm just trying to make sense of it. You may never be able to make sense of it. Except for, don't count it strange. When the fiery trial comes. Pastor, I don't count it strange. I'm waiting for God to let... He may never let you know. Well, he ought to know. That's not the way that works. His purpose is more important than, than, than all the different circumstances. You just got to know his purpose. Then, secondly, remember what your faith does for you. I'm going to conclude the Bible study tonight reading verse 7, 8, and 9. That the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found in the praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. When we see Christ going through that trial, is going to be worth it. Being more like Him is going to be worth it. Enduring Coming out the other side is going to be worth it. Whom having not seen ye love, verse 8, in whom though now ye see him not, yet believing, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Remember who your faith is in, verse 9. Receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. We've got it pretty good, don't we? We're saved, we're on our way to heaven, 
no matter what we endure on this earth, and, and, and we, God has a plan for us, that he has a, a purpose for us to still be here, and we ought to fulfill that purpose. And as he has that purpose for us, he's going to allow trials to come into our life because there's some things he wants us to learn, and that's the only way he can teach them to us. We learn those things, and we learn how to better pray. We learn how to live a holier life, and I don't have time to get to it, but I was going to go more into how uh, this, this chapter still talks about uh, be holy because he's holy, and in this trial helps us have that capability. This world wants an easy Christianity, but that's not a pure Christianity. That's not a, that's not a, a, a Christianity full of faith. That's a shallower Christianity, yes, saved on your way to heaven, but to truly have an understanding of who we have our faith in and what our faith gets us is going through that trial, that fiery trial, and we come out the other side, we're going to see Jesus one day, and we have the salvation of our soul. I don't know all the reasons why God chooses some things for some people and some trials are heavier for others and some burdens people carry and you, and you wonder why God allowed things to do that. Very simply put, we can put it all in the category of what we're talking about tonight. But I don't understand why God does everything and allows everything specifically that he does. But I do know this, that if we're saved, this is but a light affliction. If we're on our way to heaven, this is but a short time compared to eternity. If my trial humbles me, removes impurities from my life, and it gives him honor and glory, that's why verse chapter number 4, he says we should rejoice at the opportunity to glorify him. And no matter what God puts us through, if you're saved, the salvation of your soul is what your faith does for you. I'm thankful that I put my faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and His finished work on Calvary, aren't you? I have, and when I put my faith in Christ, that's when I receive salvation. I'm giving a measure of faith to live by, and I'm to grow that faith. I'm to build that faith by the Word of God. I'm to exercise that faith as a child of God. God tests that faith by the trials of life, the fiery trial. Are you going through a trial tonight? You may be. There's some I know you are. But you may be going through some things that nobody else knows about. And we all have a tendency to ask the question, why? And what we mean by that is, God, I want some explanation, and I want you to let me know how it's all going to end, and that it's going to end up okay, and everything's going to be through, and once you explain it to me, and I'll weigh it's okay, I've accepted that. But the why is, God has a purification process. God wants us to be more like his son. And the, and the reality is we must decide that we want to be like Jesus. And if a trial God has to put me through makes me more like his son, truly, we, we, we can and we should be able to say it was worth it because it made me more like Jesus. I could, I've lived long enough now, I've been ministry long enough now to look back on some things that at the time 
I didn't like very much. Some things, if I talked about them, you would be aware of what I'm talking about. Some things are personal to me. But I can look back now and say that hard time or that disappointment, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Because I know where I was, I know what I was before that, I know what God has done in my life, and I know me well enough, there's no way. You may think less of me for that, for this saying this, but that's just the way it is. I know me well enough that if God didn't do certain things in my life, I would not be where I am now as a child of God. And if you were honest, you would admit the same thing too. Because there's some things that can only be done by the trial, the test of your faith. Don't, don't fail. Say, Pastor, how, how do I pass? Don't quit. Don't quit. Let God do His work. Honor Him by enduring the trial. I love what Paul said. I talked about it, enduring the trials. What is that? That's, that's not thriving. That's surviving. That's not the, oh, the, 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 the little control tear coming down the face. That's ugly crying. That's not being able to in some senses, function in some capacities because of the trial. That's fear that grabs a hold of you. But what do you do? You keep going. You let God do His work. You search yourself. You allow God to reveal things to you that otherwise you wouldn't have stopped to take the time to find out about. But let's allow God to do those things in our life. Father, to use the Bible study tonight to help us.